Welcome to another episode of Real Dad Movement Podcast. The point and purpose of these episodes, as always, is to have a point and purpose towards helping you win the second half in life by building a path of becoming the best father, husband, man and member of your community that you can be. We do this with various ways of connecting. Life is connection. And as you hear these words spoken time and time again, know that the driving force of connection in life is energy. Which means that how you turn up as a father, as a husband, as a valued member of society, will always start and end with how you turn up as a man within yourself first. This is why it's my mission, my purpose, our mission, our purpose, through Real Dad Movement to inspire, motivate, educate and guide you into thoughts, feelings, actions and a change in your belief systems to rise up, cut the shit from your life, and live and leave a real legacy. When dads win, everyone wins. And when you win, I win. Let's get moving forward, mate. Right here, right now. So an interesting one, healthcare or disease care. those who are listening are about to dive on into this amazing episode. Firstly, uh, welcome, Ken. Thanks for joining us, Ken. Great to have you again, mate. Welcome again, mate. Thank you. Yes, I love our episodes. Always always have and always will, I think, Ken. This is something that will have a lot of legs in it in terms of just going to that upper echelon of, of our High Performance Father program, um, talking all things health, wellness, physical, chemical, emotional, they all play very important roles. Whether you guys listen to these every single week, watch them on YouTube, uh, you know, we've got multiple different platforms. Any questions you want to shoot through for Ken and I, admin at realdadmovement.com.au. We've set up another platform to hit back with some facts, frequently asked questions and uh, and direct answers to questions, which if we don't have the answers, we'll always endeavour to find them if they serve a purpose and help you move forward in time to what it is that creates high-performance fathers. You know, and that's why I love about our sessions, Ken. But really, healthcare or disease care, this is a this is one that I'm keen to sink our teeth into in this, or it'll probably be a short but sharp episode where we're going to pull pull the curtain back on, on, you know, a few different aspects like we do every single week to go, hey, how are we standing up as fathers and men in the real world and being real fathers and real men in this real world? But uh, talk to us, mate. Take it away, Ken. Um, you know, healthcare, disease care. Let's uh, let's get cracking into it. Yeah, mate. The um, yeah, well, it's a really good subject, especially with the current conditions and things that we're dealing with at the moment. So I thought this would be a great subject just to kind of share with with the people that are listening in out there. Um, like today's Standard Medical Association. Um, is rooted in treating the symptoms of of what we present with on a day-to-day basis. And that's where a lot of the issues kind of uh, arise with me rather than getting to the root cause of what's going on. It's um, like myself with what I specialise in with with biomechanics. You know, a lot of people present with lower back issues, but really in most cases, unless they've had a direct blow in their lower back, uh, generally, I find that it's stemming from the feet and uh, et cetera. So there's other kind of the lower back's the symptom, but really the, the root cause could be, and, and in most definitely in most cases, is coming from the feet through the through to poor posture. Now, when it comes to um, we're talking about healthcare or disease care, what you'll find is, and, and don't get me wrong, like emergency medical procedures save thousands of lives every year and so do GPs. There's no two ways about it. Like I don't ever discourage anyone from not going to see their GP or anything at all. You know, it's always great to get more than one opinion and that's what's really important no matter what you're dealing with. 
Mm-hmm. And, and once you've gone to see whoever it is that you've seen, analyse the information and kind of find out where the source or where the resource is coming from, being you're having a discussion with your GP or allied health professional. But at the end of the day, are they really treating the, the root cause or is it the symptom? Are they trying to prescribe you an antibiotic? Are they trying to prescribe you an anti-inflammatory? Really, what is, what is the root cause of this? And this is why where people like yourself and I come into play out, it's, it's important to kind of track back, okay, did it just arise, that inflammation, or, or is there a gut issue because of you're eating constantly bad food? Is it because you're under loads of stress through the current conditions and, and uh, whether it be, uh, you know, family stress or, or financial stress or work stress? And so all those things have a major impact on your gut health, on your emotional health, your physical, your well-being and everything else. So kind of m- what you'll find is, is when a doctor will prescribe you some kind of medication. Most over-the-counter medications, what you'll find, and almost all prescribed drug treatments merely mask symptoms. They don't actually cure. They're only treating the symptoms, and that's why we've got to get back to the root cause. And remember, when they give you or or anyone gives you anything, a bit like myself, like if you've got a lower back injury, I'm not going to say to you that... uh, I'm going to fix that in, in one session, by no means. Like there is a little bit of a, a process that we will go through and we'll troubleshoot that and that's what's most important. Like whatever may be a problem with your back or my back or the next person's back from a, from a say, a, I don't know, from a 65-year-old male that's quite inactive and uh, playing with their grandchildren or whatever else and all of a sudden they haven't moved that much and and they've got a bit of a sore back it may be just a little bit of a delayed onset muscle soreness so a magnesium bath etc a little bit of stretching a little bit of mobility potentially will will, will fix that within the next 24 to 48 hours but what you don't want to do is all of a sudden go, hey, shit, I've got a major back issue. I've never felt this muscle soreness before. You go in to see your GP and all of a sudden they start handing you with um, anti-inflammatories and then all of a sudden it causes an issue with upsets your gut and then you start getting stomach cramps and everything else. And it's just totally the wrong thing to go away, like to go about things. So really you've got to understand um, to at least a little bit of um, or have a little bit of understanding on how to treat um, the, the things that are presenting with on a day-to-day basis. And you, you again, like I was saying, you have to think about, okay, is this happened just like in the last day? Have I been carrying this bit of stress for the last week or month? Is it reoccurring? And like what was spoken about pre- previously on our podcast, is it is it literally a, a, a low issue of, of, say, stress? Is it chronic? Is it acute? Is it short-term? Is it medium-term? Is it long-term stress? How do we go about dealing with that? So that's that's why it's really important to kind of analyse each and every individual situation you're in and uh, and then try and approach that and put some things in place uh, from getting advice from professionals like yourself and I and uh, we can kind of work on a solution from there. Yeah, mate, it's like um, I'm trying to think of, I think of Roadrunner, I don't know why that comes to mind, probably some childhood memories, but it's like going from one cliff to another, right? You want to look at the symptom or the cause. The symptom might be a bit of rope. Let's throw some rope tied around a rock. It's like, all right, you'll start climbing, you'll dip down, you'll be in the middle of the of the two cliffs and you're fucked. You're not going to go anywhere. You're just continuously treating a symptom and you're stuck in the same spot instead of going to the cause, which really would be like, all right, well, how do we build a bridge, Ken? How do we build a bridge to go, let's get a solid foundation in place. Here's our A to B. We must start by finding the cause, which is the source of where you start, 
which shows you the history of where you come from to then go, okay, how do I go from whether it's, you know, a hypothetical version A to version B of who you need to be or literally what you've explained, alleviating back pain to find the real cause and then find the real cure instead of just treating a symptom. So, um, it's a very interesting point, mate, because unfortunately what happens is that becomes a pattern, Ken, and a lot of the times as men we start with the physical vessel and body, but then it carries through to relationships. You're just band-aiding symptoms instead of going to the cause and peeling the layers back to go, right, well, hang on a minute, what am I doing right or wrong or where has this come from where it comes to the perceptions of my wife, of my children? You know, I'm going to do this. I assure you will. Your wife doesn't believe you anymore because you keep fucking failing, which is why when guys keep doing things on their own, they don't get any success. And then it becomes a case of I won't get success because I'm not worthy of success. So when I try and even communicate those who I'm vulnerable with or support me most, they don't believe in me getting success either because it's the same patterns. And then it creates friction. So well, a lot of you guys, and, and Ken will expand on this again because I love how we talk about physiology. It's what we connect to as men, men, primal. This carries through to everywhere in your life. Like are you, are you treating the symptom maybe for some quick you know, relief or alleviating something temporarily, or you're actually looking at the cause and developing and building the framework or the foundation or building the bridge to get from point A to point B to improve your circumstances long-term because it is about longevity as well, isn't it, Ken? Yeah, absolutely. But, mate, the thing is um, what you'll find is all these things, something that may be very simple to fix, um, it, it doesn't, like I said, if something, you wake up tomorrow and, and there's an issue, say, as far as within the body, whether you, you have inflammation um, and, and you, you're not really understanding why this is happening and it keeps reoccurring day after day, week after week, month after month, and you're not willing to try and do something about it. Don't don't keep complaining. Like you really have to take control yourself and you really have to go, you have to start troubleshooting it. And uh, whether you get some advice from a friend, a medical practitioner or whatever else on on kind of just, just talking to people, you, you've got to actually get out there and you've got to start talking about things. You don't want to be the person like the little boy that cried wolf. You don't want to wait to, the, to, to where things come catastrophic and then all of a sudden it, it feels like there's no return. And a cl- classic example in that being is, is that right now all of us know about, without a doubt, that know someone very close or, or thereabouts that has cancer. Now, cancer just doesn't happen overnight. This is slowly happening through poor health choices, through poor lifestyle choices and everything else. It doesn't happen from yesterday, today, you wake up and all of a sudden you've got terminal four cancer. There is no way in hell that happens like that. And and there is so much research out there that can prove that it just doesn't happen overnight. And what you've got to find is, is cancer is slowly and, and silently and it, it evolves over years and decades, et cetera, et cetera, and things like that. And same with your own health. So that's why what we've spoken about previously also, your body rebuilds itself 98% over one year and then it takes another two years before that other 2% rebuilds itself. So it's not so much about as you are what you eat. It's, It's you are what your body absorbs and then what it does with that, how it evolves into energy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so if you have very low-level um, inflammation in your body and you don't do anything about that because, you, you know, hey, we're tough, we're guys, we're, we're, you know, our egos get in front of us or, or it, what drives us, we think, shit, we don't want to make and complain or we don't want to do anything about it. Well, that's okay. But when it becomes um, medium-term stress or, or, or not so much like it's, it's, it's an acute stress in your body, and then it starts to affect your everyday life, 
from day after day from generally if it goes from one day to then into, say, one to two weeks, then you really have to start dealing with it and you have to start taking control yourself because if you don't, then that's when it rolls into a, a, a chronic stress, whether it be physical, emotional or, or a, a chemical side of things, being poor diet, you're stressed because you can't deal with everyday life because of financial reasons or relationship reasons. And then when you start to look at this, this is where all of these different factors are hitting you from every angle. You're burning the candle from both ends. You're not sleeping. Your diet's poor. You're gaining weight. You're stressed. And everything starts to take a big toll on, on your current lifestyle. And then all of a sudden, you become an asshole to talk to. Your temperament's short. You, you just literally hating what you're doing from day to day because the moment you get your foot out um, and you put it on the ground from when you get out of bed, there's some kind of pain, discomfort. Again, is it emotional pain or is it physical pain? And, and because you're not doing anything about it, here's this cascade of events. And then you get down three, six, 12 months later, and sometimes there may be no point of return. And then you let that go for the next three, five, 10 years. And then all of a sudden you wake up and then you've got all this discomfort and then you go to the doctor and they go, well, shit, I'm sorry, you've got second or third or fourth stage cancer. There's nothing really we can do with that. And so when I talk to people and they come to me and they go, oh, you yeah, know, this person was a great person, you know, they, they looked after themselves. And when you start to actually dig in underlying things and you start to talk about what their lifestyle's been like over the last not one month or 12 months, but what it's been like over the last 5, 10, 15 years, you really start to paint this picture of, you know what, they didn't leave a very fucking good lifestyle at all. They're just full of shit. They're just sugarcoating things because they had a day a week or they followed a six, a 12-week program. They fluctuated with their weight just because you're looking on the outside and you're not carrying 20, 30, 40% body fat and you're not exercising just because you have no symptoms there at your face, there's still major underlying issues that you can't see um, with metabolic syndrome, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, et cetera, et cetera, that we can't see unless you start to dig a little bit deeper into your pathology. And then, and only then can you really start to determine what someone's true inner health looks like. And so, and that will come down to literally your emotional health, because let me tell you, You'll never out-train a bad diet. Not give a fuck who you are, and I promise you right now, I can I can stand ten people side by side. Like the new information out there is is, is what's called the skinny fat person, and I don't pick on anyone, but you'll you'll generally see the typical Asian person, and the reason for that being they're quite small frame. You don't see like say compared to say an Islander, a Tongan type person, where you'll see Pacific Islanders. They're really big. And they go, oh, no, they're just big bones. I said, well, fuck it, what, you got dinosaur bones? That's bullshit. Like, that's just because of health and lifestyle choices. They have the same bone structure as you and I and pretty much everyone else on the planet. But what happens is, is when you look at kind of the, the typical person, like an Asian-type person, they don't have a lot of muscle mass on the whole. And so this is where they carry a lot of fat mass and very little muscle mass. And so they're, they're kind of known as the skinny fat person. So in that situation, when you start to look at the pathology and you start to look at their, their lifestyle choices and their, and their underlying issues, then all of a sudden there's major, major issues going on. And so the whole, the whole table is being turned. Like right now, like the third, um, just like looking at things now, and they talk about like coronary heart disease is the biggest killer globally anywhere in the world. 
But what are the underlying symptoms with this coronary heart disease? Now, you grab, like I said, an islander, and all of a sudden you look at them and they look huge, like they're like bloody, they're, they're, they're superhumans, look the size of them. Like you look at rugby league where you look at that, that physical appearance, like a lot of the islanders and, and the Maoris and, and things like that, they're just just absolutely man mountains. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just what it is. It's, it's their body makeup. But then when you look at their, their life expectancy and their health ratios because of not only are they big, but they carry a substantial amount of, of underlying kind of health issues through high percentages of body fat. And so you can be fat and overweight and you can still be very fit. Just because you're fat and overweight doesn't mean you're fit. So once we start looking into the underlying kind of things in, into people's pathology and we start looking at all those other factors, it's very quick and easy to understand whether people have their health in order or it's just a callous, not a calisthenic, an aesthetic point of view when they're looking on the outside. You can never, ever tell how someone is as far as their fitness or health just by looking on the outside. It's never going to work. And that's why we have to get into the pathology side of things to really understand what's going on with your inner health. Yeah, well, lots of people look good with performance-enhancing drugs, don't they, Ken? I mean, that's, that's a pretty pretty clear indicator of that, which we've seen uh, time and time again in, in any sport and even not in sports. But what is a real picture of health? This is this this is what it comes down to, the 1% is every day. This is what we talk about. It's what we live and breathe. You know, as a high-performance father, what are you doing consistently every single day? And when you fall off the horse, how quick do you get back on? And then how, how straight is the path of where you're actually going to make sure that you're heading in the direction you want? And... It's hard, mate, because you, you see that the, the fascinating things we're always looking at the power of focus and how much we can lose focus or have our focus taken on things that don't actually matter or standards that are not true. When I went to my GP to get my blood work for you, it's like he, he, he almost like didn't do it. He's like, oh, you, you had it four years ago. It was fine in 2017. I was like, yeah, so? He's like, well, would you have problems? You got erectile dysfunction or, you know, you're having trouble with sex or you don't feel energetic but i said oh mate life's life's great but i want to you know, see where i can continue to optimize and improve and he, he was flabbergasted mate he was just gobsmacked he's like oh, what, what, do you, what do you mean he's like you don't need to worry about this sort of stuff I'm like mate it's yeah, it's my choice to look at how i can optimize my health and one of the ways i do that is by actually looking at my bloods and what's going on there and how i can continually improve and monitor that over the course of time. I don't care if you think I look healthy or even if I am healthy, how will I know if I don't continually revisit and review this? And this is the problem, mate. People, people will look at things and they think, oh, as long as you sort of you, you fit this box of these markers, I mean, I mean fucking I'll have a look at the, the BMI, that index. What, what a scam of a thing. I've been morbidly obese my entire life. Um, with, with my body mass index, you know, I'm always hitting in the in the low 30s. <laughs> but they, they, they don't take into account that, whilst I should be 87 kilos, apparently I've trained for 23 years and I've got anywhere between 87 and 94 kilos of muscle alone, just lean muscle. Don't worry yeah. about organs, bones, fat, other forms of tissue, like just my lean muscle at the peak of CrossFit was 94 kilos. And now it bounces between 86 and, and 88. Um, but that's why I did it right. Did the DEXA scan. Awesome. Ken, I'm hitting nearly 87. So I'm only about seven kilos off. And I replaced that with seven kilos of fat. Here's your fat. 
knowing the numbers for you guys out there, whether you get bloods or not, and whether you do DEXA scans, I sort of shit or not, and you don't have aura rings or have a coach like Ken and I in your corner and blah, blah, blah. It's irrelevant. It's finding the key numbers to track so that you can find the cause of the problem that's inhibiting your life and then find the cure through the vessel of the steps you take from that position, not from, oh, what's the next fucking eight-week shake challenge that's going to get me the results so I can put this shirt back on for the fucking spring carnival. The races are here. <laughs> that's crazy. Absolutely crazy, mate. The, the, the big thing with saying that, mate, I'm talking about your blood work. What is super important, and, and it's no more important than now, currently where we are now, like Australia has the second highest rate in, in males, uh, like in, in, in the OECD. Like it's just we are the second highest, like, obesity rate. Like literally it is absolutely crazy that, that as we, we become, you know, like from, from 100 years, up, years ago, they go, hey, listen, and you talk to anyone that really don't kind of get involved into into true health and wellness they say oh yeah but we're living longer who the fuck wants to live longer when you're actually the sick care the only thing that's keeping you alive living longer is your sickness so guess what happens then you're on medication to stay alive so as we've spoken about before <laughs> it's about longevity, but you've got to enjoy those years. Like it's no good just being here for the sake of it and being on, you know, six or seven or eight medications and someone having to wipe your ass and feed you. Like that's just ridiculous. Like anyone to think that they're going to go and have an argument or at least stand toe-to-toe with me when they talk about, oh, yeah, but fuck, we're living longer. Oh, we, like we're now living to 81.75 years. Yeah, but from the age of 65, you can't wipe your own ass and someone needs to spoon feed you because you're on that much medication. You can't even think for yourself or you can't even remember your partner's name that you've just spent the last 40 years with. Like what kind of quality of life is that? Like that's where I just don't understand where we are in, I suppose, not really difficult times, but just people are just sugarcoating shit that's in front of their face and they just are guinea pigs or they're just sheep. They're just whatever they hear that someone tells them, they just take it and just think it's the real deal. Like this is why I'm just super amazed with why people don't want to literally start taking control of their own health and their family and the people around them. It's just absolutely amazing. Like talking about where the second, you know, like largest obesity kind of men around the OECD countries, like death from medical areas is now the third leading cause, uh, cause of death behind heart disease and cancer. Like it's just madness. And so then all of a sudden we go to our medical practitioner and get, and I get it, we have to go there. But the thing is you need to go there with, with a little bit of kind of an idea to, to not walk out of there and go, shit, well, I have no idea where I'm going from here. 85% of people, 85 out of 100 people walk into their medical practitioner and they walk out and have no fucking idea of what they're doing once they walk out. Like, so they go, okay, yeah, my blood work's fine. Exactly what you were just saying now. I did my blood work two weeks ago, literally, sorry, it was um, Saturday week ago. So, and I just got my blood work through and guess what? I'm morbidly obese on my blood work. Yeah, I'm absolutely, yeah, so basically... I'm a, I'm a garden gnome with no fucking legs, yeah? So I'm about, like, it's just, you know, and then, and then 
you look at these things here and they say, yeah, my BMI is, is, is uh, you know, like is through the roof. And so, you know what, we advise you to lose 15 kilos. Now, if I was 15 kilos, I'm 82 kilos at the moment sitting on 11% body fat. Yeah, so 82 kilos and 11% body fat and they want me to lose 15 kilos. So the last person I know that goes from 82 kilos and, and drop 15 kilos or thereabouts would be in a uh, ICU ward yeah, in hospital and ready to turn off the machine, the ventilator machine. So that in itself should kind of people that exercise are going to increase their muscle mass. People that exercise are going to require more vitamins and minerals. They're going to utilise way more vitamins and minerals that the general average person that sits on their ass and doesn't do much. So in that case, we need better fuel. We need to understand that we are no longer the average person. And that's what we've got to try and get through to people, that if you don't start asking questions and you don't start recognising, yeah, about the different things that you need to take control of in your health that is most important, well, then you're just going sideways. Like you might as well pack it up now and just throw a straitjacket on and just get thrown in the funny farm. Because if you're just going to let that happen to yourself, well, then we seriously need to have a long, hard think about ourselves. And you know what? Donate all your money and, and sell up everything. Donate everything you've got to charity and give it to someone who's actually going to utilise it and actually needs it. So get off your ass and take control because I've got some incredible like statistics that will blow people's minds and it's access, everyone's got access to it right now. You can just pull up on the internet and you know what? I believe they're not even the true, the, the, the true numbers that we're dealing with. Like I said last week and the week before, like at the moment, like Australia's currently sitting on 25% obese, 29% obesity rate population and it's increasing every year year after year after year and that just creates or that has so many underlying health issues it's beyond beyond what you can imagine with where the problems are especially with where we're heading into the next maybe one three five years yeah absolutely the um that website i remember looking it up ages ago when i was diving right into um a lot of the programs we did with the with the gyms when i when i own gyms it's the um what was it the australian health and wellness yes yeah, yeah. and yeah it is that's it's um sorry mate i just had it uh, like literally a couple of minutes ago it was either, uh, yeah but either way i mean the point is for you guys like the the numbers that you look at here are, are pretty alarming when it comes down to what this is a representation of that's the big thing here like this, this isn't like even when we talk a lot of better health wellness fitness all that sort of stuff this isn't a fitness program on what we do this isn't a fitness podcast in what we do what it does is it uses that as leverage, especially as men, to tap into the psychology of us as men, competitive, number-driven, problem-solvers, most of us with a sporting background, to pull the right levers to open up your perceptions to ask the right questions. It's like, shit, man, it's a representation of your standards, of your belief systems, a representation of society, of their standards, their belief systems, what you should or should not do, of the way that you move through the medical game. We're not here to hack on them like uh, Ken said at the start of this podcast, like, you know, there are so many people's lives that get saved by the medical industry and it's incredible and what they do and what a lot of GPs do as well. But the hard part is if you don't, and go back into our last HPF episode, if you don't take control of your own health, you are left blind and exposed. You always will be because guess what? No one can ever have your best interests at heart more than yourself. 
And whilst we have that for our guys on the inside, absolutely, we fucking want them to win. We need them. When they win, we win. I'm not down there tucking them in at night and reading them a nighttime story and putting on their little red light UV or their, their little red light lamp and, and getting them off the, you know, like I'm not coming into their house and cooking their meals. It's always you. You must still take responsibility where we can and how we can and why we can is because of the phenomenal coaching, the team, the support, the structures, what we do to connect every day to help them move forward and get out of their own way. Absolutely. 100%. It's amazing. Love it. But the onus always comes down to the individual, as I'm sure Ken will agree. You know, where, where do we take control of our own health in really finding the answers we need to and then leveraging the source or the cause of what's causing irritations, problems, circumstances, situations to ask the right questions of many people, not just one. Ask us. Ask us the questions. Ask your GP. Ask other people in the health and fitness industry, health and wellness, life coaches, doesn't matter, scientists. Ask quality questions of people where you seek to find the answers of the industries that you must invest in to change your life and turn it around. And more often than not, you'll start revealing and finding the answers yourself through the vessel of other people, places, and things, just like me and Ken, because you're paying attention to your body, the signs, and the awareness. Just like Ken said, it doesn't happen overnight. Look at the old lady with a hunchback. It gets shorter with age. Well, that's because her fucking neck positions literally change. It's not on top of her frame anymore. She's completely bent over. The old 90-year-old hunched lady. That's why she's shrunk, not because her bones are condensing every single year with gravity. It's because she has literally changed the structural position of her head. That's It cracks me up, man. No disrespect to any old ladies who might be listening to this, but that's the truth. Sort your shit out. Stand up straight, like my old man and my pop used to say. Pull your head in. Like, they didn't mean it in a um, metaphorical sense. It was literal. Yeah. Mate, it's, it's it, yeah, it is, it's really crazy because obviously, no doubt, um, you can look at um, uh, medications and everything else. Like there's a pill for everything almost. Like we now have a pill for every symptom man can come up with, no matter what it is, poor sleep, depression, constipation, digestion, anxiety, fatigue, headaches, erectile dysfunction, you name it. And the problem is, is that for every medication, there's more than likely four side effects with all of this stuff. And so that's why there are lots and lots of alternatives. I'm not ruling out. Um, medical practitioners and, and and the incredible discoveries and where, you know, with what things go on, with what happens. But, I mean, like, it's so important now more than than, than any time in our life right now and, and to create leaving a legacy where where your body is its own pharmacist. Like, it, it, it creates its own um, strength, immunity, and, and through breathing, through good um, lifestyle choices through great nutrition, like it just rebuilds everything from the inside out. And then, and then if 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 you don't think that it's working for you, this is where we come back to troubleshooting things. We we try different things, not for a day, but we'll implement things in for a week, like we did with the breathing techniques with our with our high performance fathers group. And and it's amazing how their sleep improved out of like by minimum 10% within seven days. And then you start to look at okay, well, if I've implemented just a sleep component within that for seven days, imagine what it'll do if all of a sudden I have a little bit of discomfort, physical discomfort. Imagine if I add in 10 minutes of mobility every day for seven days. I wonder what that's going to do to my life. And imagine if I start to do a little bit of meditation, maybe three minutes a day because my work I'm currently doing is stressing the shit out of me. So I start to kind of create my own um, wellness mantra of a morning and I start to kind of look at how I can 
um, spend three or five minutes a day looking to change the job that I'm doing over the next maybe three, six, 12 months, two years, whatever it is. And you start to put these goals in place and you start to look at them every day. And now it's not just a, a thing that you're doing. It, it becomes a habit. And then these things within your lifestyle and you look at improving nutrition because you think, you know what, I'm eating the same shit over and over, yet for some reason I've got diarrhea. For some reason I'm not sleeping well. some reason my gut's getting bloated after I have all these gluten intolerant or these, these breads, these rice, these pastas, the white flour, the, the alcohol that I'm drinking. I'm not too sure why I'm not getting enough sleep because I'm having three, six, eight beers only once a week or twice a week. And then you go, well, shit, wonder what's going on here. Then all of a sudden, once you get a, co- a coach and starts tracking this stuff and you start to have a look what's going on and you start to troubleshoot this and you go, you know what, like I said again, you're not going to fix these problems in a day or a week. It's about understanding what are the triggers. It's about understanding what levers can we pull and see whether that improves, whether it be your relationship, whether it be your sleep, Because if you improve your sleep, your temperament's going to be a lot better. You're going to be able to think about things. You're going to be able to ask appropriate questions and not fly off your handle because you're that stressed and you've got anxiety and everything else is on your plate. So all of these things through mind and body are related. So this is why we don't just go in and look at your nutrition and go, you know what, let's just knock five kilos off your 10 kilos, a notch in your belt or two notches in your belt and drop a size. When reality, what we need to do is get you healthy from the inside out. Just because you're looking at, you know, that guts that's hanging over your belt, that means shit to me because we've got to get you thinking better. I've got to give you the tools to be able to, teach you how to take control of your life. I'm not there to feed you for a day. I'm there to kind of educate you for a lifestyle change. This is what it is. It's about longevity. It's about then you taking those tools and teaching your kids, your partner, take control yourself and then start to understand that you now have the tools, yeah, and then you keep obviously upskilling and doing the best you can for yourself and the people around you. And I promise you now, All of these issues that you may have had in the past will start to alleviate the symptoms and then hopefully we can eliminate those to then start to build your new lifestyle and your new life and start to spread the word because that's what it's all about. This becomes very, very contagious. Once you start to get results, it's really, really contagious and that's what we're trying to get out there. There's as much great information as possible so that you guys can be warriors like Al and I also. That's the key, yeah? Yeah, it, and it's 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 incredible, man, how much it changes. For you guys listening or watching this as we start to wrap this up, like it can turn around so quickly, but then it can also become a lifestyle where, like Ken said, the answer's not going to come in a huge change in a day, a week, or a month where you think it's just some sort of quick fix and should be right, mate, and back at it. But it can turn around a rapid improvement and come so quickly with something so simple that we all have access to. Like that breathing exercise that you gave us, mate, me and the other platinum guys, <laughs> and we got the data. Like that's the beautiful part. It's going to be so easy when we collate all of this over a few months. It's like fucking here we go, A to B. This is what we did, and this is what it shows. This is what it did, and this is what it shows. With our, with our aura ring, As, I couldn't believe how much that helped our readiness and primers for the day, and our energy and our heart rate variability. It, it was think fascinating. About, I'll think about that for instance. There it is, there for a week, 
and then you're saying about what we're going to gather with this information over a month. Think about what that's doing to your biology. From the inside out, you can't see what's going on there other than we're tracking it through the aura ring. So without that tracking information, you really have no idea because on a day-to-day basis when I talk to people without tracking this information, they're just going, oh, fuck, that doesn't work. Oh, oh mate, that's our oh, shit. Don't talk shit to me. Don't, like, how can I do three minutes worth of breathing and that can change what's going on? Yeah? If you want to have that attitude, well, then guess what? You stick to your smoking cigarettes. You stick to your bullshit. What you And you, you stick to your current lifestyle. That's fine. But when all of a sudden you have health, health issues and then you come to me and then you go, ah, oh, shit, what would you know? Yeah, because of you didn't want to listen for, for the last one year, three years, five years. And all of a sudden when it becomes that point of time where there's no return, then they start to make excuses. They're looking for someone to blame. And this is why, this is why this information is unbelievable. Like uh, thinking about this information and and through the current things that we're going through at the moment, like I want to become the warrior literally uh, to, to, to basically help everyone that I possibly can through not so much, let's forget about the COVID because this is going to be short lived. Yeah. It's about the race on obesity. It's a it's the race on trying to, you know, improve our quality of life for the long haul, not for the short term, not to when we get to 65 years old and all of a sudden we go, you know what, fuck it, we've retired now, we're 68 years old, and then all of a sudden, yeah, well, retirement to me, sitting on, on my ass somewhere and maybe, you know, sitting around, say, the nursing home and having a chat to the old guys what we used to do without actually getting off your ass and actually doing stuff that you really enjoy doing and go and skiing if that's what it is. Go surfing if that's what it is. Go and go for a, a hike, I don't know, across into the Himalayas, whatever you want to do. That's that's my idea of retirement. Mm-hmm. But I'll never retire because this is life. This is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I want you guys, just as we wrap this up, to really just have a think about that. Like I want you to just, even if you close your eyes and just visualise, like what what are the greatest, what were the greatest 10 to 15 years of your life? Visualize it, have a think about it. How did you feel? How did you perform? How did you look after yourself, your body? Not about, you know, these 15 years are great because I did coke every fucking day and party. Like where were times where you actually felt nourished, nurtured and fulfilled on the inside as a human being inside of yourself? And that might not have been 15 years in a row either, by the way, but key areas where you had pockets of one to three. Think about that and then ask yourself, if I position myself well as I enter the second half, moving through my fifties and sixties, <laughs> do I do I want to try and emulate the fulfillment and significance that came off the back of that at this stage of my life because I'm a leader that stands up and takes actions for what they control, which is themselves, and have an amazing journey between sixty five and eighty, or do I want to become someone who lives on fucking liquid chips like when Homer Simpson cracked into the uh, old nursing home, right? Like it's it's crazy, man. Like. It goes so fast. My old my old man, he's not far off 70 now. And I'm like, and he always says, yeah, it's, it's quick. It just goes like that. It goes like that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was me, me birthday yesterday. Bang, here we go. Another year gone. Another cycle around the sun. Like, it just keeps going, mate, where you're going to blink and be 65. And you still, like, I don't feel as old as what I perceived the age entering into the 40s was when I was young, right? When we're young, it looks like it's so old. But when you're there, you're there. I mean, you're 
like Ken, 82 kilos, 11 percent at 50 years of age, or maybe 51, or just about. Sorry, Ken, mate. Sorry. Well, fuck you. You wipe the floor with most 25 year olds. To be fair. Um, both genetically um, and uh, performance and, and in looks. It, it's savage, mate. How quick it goes, and these guys are willing to just what earn some money and do some things through the 30s, 40s, divorce or not. You stay together and, and shit's just all got to be repaired. Your kids move out. To have the last quarter of your life be meaningless and nothing, that's crazy, man. Like who, you know, go upstream, find the cause. Like everything, right? This episode, we're talking about the symptom. The symptom of you living a shit life between 60 and 80 isn't what you're doing every single day in your habits. The cause is actually what you've done and what you've done and what you've been doing in your 30s and 40s and moving into your 50s. And this is why I love getting or catching these guys who are just about to enter in the second half because guys in their early 30s, they just don't fucking get it, Ken. And it's no disrespect to some young listeners. Like, you know, I'm not 50 years of age, but there's a level of maturity and understanding, one, the value of time, two, the value of life, and three, the point of no return when the light bulb moment comes with the traumas and hardships in yourself, your relationship, and all other moving parts that leads to breakdown where they still think they can go out on their own. She'll be right, mate, I can tough it. And you're right, you can. But go out where? Where are you going and why? And can you reverse the damage when you're 45 instead of 35, the 10 years of neglect, by not being aware and being smart? You know, just because it's common doesn't mean it should be normal or accepted as the norm or acceptable, Ken. It's an it's important thing for people to realise. Well, people, people, mate, they, they think as far as look at your chronological age compared to your biological age. And you think about that, and like I said, if you can turn yourself inside out and start to really take a good hard look at what's going on, you know, that that belly that's hanging over the belt is not going to give you the true indication of what's really going on. I don't care whether you can do a, you know, a 20 or 30K hike up the hill. It's really about the longevity and and how much time you're going to spend with your children, your grandchildren, and potentially your great-grandchildren. And that's what what it's about. And, and, And the thing is, when you do get to the point of where you want to retire, is retirement to me isn't about slowing down. Retirement to me is about speeding things up and really, really going for it. And that's what it's, that's, that's, that's my kind of picture moving forward. Like I've got a bucket list and that bucket list is, is growing because the more I get to talk to people from around the world and people that I coach on, coach that are all around the world and they talk about different places they visited and everything else. And that's the excitement in, 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 in being able to improve my quality of life as I get a little bit older from a, from a chronological point of view. It's, it's not that I'm thinking, oh, shit, once I hit 60, oh, shit, life's going to be different at 60. I can hope it's going to be different at 60 for me because hopefully by then I don't have to ever, ever have to think about money again and I can do whatever I want when I want and still coach people online from anywhere in the world because this is what it's all about. I'm going to keep growing in my knowledge, in my wellness and in everything, and I'm going to share that with everyone. And that's, that's you know, there's no secrets. There are no secrets in staying healthy. Yeah, there's no silly questions to be asked. You just need to be living it like we all should be living it and understanding that life is pretty simple when you really kind of uh, get down to it and and it, it, you don't have to make it too complex. And that's why guys like you and I, Al, we're here to help, to guide and, and to just help these people just absolutely strive like we are. That's what it's all about.
It really is because if it's possible, it should be done, Ken. That, that's, and again, we're not we're not here to judge or blame or point fingers. Everyone has their own chapter, chapter two, chapter twenty two. It's not about comparing. It's not about the comparable data to others as opposed to the comparable data to yourself over your biological age and years, like Ken was saying, not the chronological ones that defines your reality because your body is the vessel that you're living life through. It's, it's a critical thing. Don't ever forget that. I don't care if you're a monk praying and you do nothing all day. The vessel is through a human body. Otherwise, why are you here? <laughs> right? We're here to experience Okay, cool. What experiences do you want? Well, I want these ones. Okay, cool. What are you doing to invest the energy necessary to channel the vessel of the human body that you can to create that physically, mentally, spiritually? Okay, cool. Is that amount of investment overcoming the resistances that the universe will, does, and continues to put in front of you? That, that's where there's there's such a beautiful gray in life, Ken, but there's a lot of fucking binary, mate. It's yes or no. It's, it's yes or no. And um, I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this. And the yes or no I want to ask you as we wrap this up, for those listening or watching this, is healthcare or disease care? Which one do you choose? Firstly, and secondly, when we look at that term of either services provided being a form of healthcare or disease care, take where take away all the external things that you don't control and understand that term care actually starts with you. Are you performing healthcare on yourself? Or are you performing disease care on yourself through what you're investing, opening up to, being vulnerable or transparent to externally? that doesn't align with what you actually really need. That, that's what we're talking about. We're not here to hack shit on it. We're saying, what is aligning with you? What are you allowing to be aligned to what you need? And does that start with you actually giving yourself that care first? Because it always starts and ends with you. So, um, it's been a great, great session, Ken. I've really appreciated your, your time, mate. And um, is there anything else you want to add as we wrap this up? I really enjoyed it. No, no, I think we've covered enough in, in this one. Like you said, yeah, is it disease care or health care? That's what people need to start to think about. And um, yeah, no, it's it's there's enough information there for people to chew on. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. And it is it's always possible. That's what we want to do. You know, it's not about pulling you down to the pit. It's painting the picture of hope. It's always possible, but you've got to back it with actions, ownership, and accountability. Whether to us, to yourself, to someone else, doesn't matter. Like you must follow through and be consistent. But it's absolutely possible to 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 live and breathe and, and really thrive, not just survive in life, but thrive and, you know, win the second half. It's, it's what we live and breathe. It's what our message is and, and we practice what we preach. Thanks for joining us, Ken. It was awesome, mate. I loved it. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. 1,000 minutes a day. It's a lot. But when you're wasted on shit that doesn't serve you or move yourself or your family forward, you are bleeding the most valuable resource that you and I never get back. How much time do you think you have? And how much quality do you think you've had? Don't be a fool like the masses, thinking you'll cheat the system or get round to it one day or worse, just accepting life and sinking back into a slumber of regret. This is your moment, your time. You're cut from a different cloth. You have the hunger and desire to be more and live more. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. So stand up. Find the golden nuggets in this episode you just listened to and align immediate action with them and where you want to go. You are worthy. This is your life. You are the king. And this is your kingdom. Now go and claim it by showing, not telling. And be the real leader you and I both know you were born to be.